Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Sebastian. Our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. You can attend Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We have two services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. You may attend either. The usual COVID-19 protocols will apply. We will also live stream our 9 a.m. service on hbcguam.org. Today on Harvest Time, let's begin by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Welcome, Pastor. Well, half a day Harvest Radio. It's really great to have Pastor John Lewis with us via radio or via phone from Michigan. Is that right, Pastor Lewis? It is, in cold Michigan. Yeah, you're probably starting to turn into winter. It is. We've, we've had some freezing weather already. Makes me miss Guam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it does. Well, majority of our listening audience, for sure, our church family would recognize your voice and, for, of course, know who you are. But just for those that might be listening in, maybe kind of new to Harvest, Pastor Lewis was a pastor here at Harvest Baptist Church for 19 years, I think from 1979 until right into the, the late 90s, and God just really dramatically used his ministry in the building of God's church here on Guam, and we're so privileged to be able to spend a little bit of time with you on the eve of our 45th anniversary. Well, I'm excited about uh, the anniversary. Because of COVID, things changed a bit, and uh, we were going to be out there, but uh, it doesn't take away from the fact that God has had his hand on the ministry at Harvest for a long time now, 45 years. Yeah, it sure has. In fact, we want to invite people that are listening. We will still celebrate our 45th anniversary this Sunday, so I'm October 25th, and we've got two services at 9 a.m. and at 11 a.m. In fact, we're going to do a number of special things during those services. One of them is we're going to have a live stream Zoom call with both Pastor Heron and Pastor Lewis in the service, both at the 9 and the 11. As Pastor Lewis just mentioned, we were hopeful and had been planning that the Lewises and Herons would be with us on island for this weekend, so we're all disappointed about that. We're going to postpone that celebration till next year, so we're going to try it again next year. But but we wanted to take a chance before this Sunday to reminisce, I guess, a little bit with you, Pastor Lewis, and think a little bit back on what God has done over the years you did become the pastor in 1979, but I know you were on Guam before that. Can you just give us a short little story of your background and what brought you to Guam? Sure. My first visit to Guam was when I received an all-expenses-paid trip to Vietnam in 1965. Oh, yeah. We landed at Anderson Air Force Base, and we came back to live in 1968. I came to work with Ken Jones and most of your listeners will remember Ken. But I came to work for him, and I worked with him until I became the pastor at uh, Harvest. We had a situation where the church needed a pastor. The pastor resigned and, and left Ireland. And the church was small at the time. I think we had 28 adults in the church. It was just impossible. And we felt to call somebody from the mainland because of the expense of it. Mm. And the man of the church uh, asked me, one of them still there, Frank Odomat, asked me to pray about becoming a pastor. And I did, and felt that's what the Lord wanted wanted us to do. So I left the private sector and became the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. My first Sunday was May 1st, 
1979. You know, thinking back uh, uh, all of those years, the church started in 1975. Did you come along pretty soon after the start of the church, or, or, or when did you start attending and become a member? We started attending in January. We left one in uh, 1973, and we were gone for two years. Came back in January of 76, and started coming to Harvest in late January, and uh, joined the church and taught Sunday school. And Back then, it was a pastoral staff of one, the missionary Bruce Ring. Mm-hmm. And if he was sick or if he was off island, I would fill the pulpit for him. And that became somewhat of a routine over the next three three years or so. And I think that's one of the reasons when we were, you know, looking to see what are we going to do? We need a pastor. I think that's one reason they turned to me to say, well, you've been filling the pulpit. I know it's not your typical way of calling a pastor, hmm. but uh, I always tell people I was called out of desperation. <laughs> Well, it was clear that God was in all of that. We look back on it with such amazement at what God did. But for sure, Pastor Lewis, that is a dramatic transition. I mean, from the business sector to pastor just a small church on the island. You know, what things did you really feel that God was doing, you know, to, to prepare you for that and, and then put you into that position? Well, certainly, I didn't have a lot of the qualifications that you would look for on a resume if you were looking a pastor. But I, I felt like that, uh, you know, I'd worked for good people. I'd worked for people that uh, invested in me and, and taught me a lot about the, the business end of it. And at the same time, and that is an important part of it. It's not the most important, but it is important. Mm-hmm. When I got saved in 1974, I, I started studying the Word of God and getting into the Word of God. I enjoyed teaching. I enjoyed learning. And it helped me, and I didn't know at the time that the Lord would have me pastor. But as he began to open that door and gave me opportunities to preach as a layman, it didn't surprise me a whole lot when the Lord called me hmm. to full-time ministry, because that's where I felt, felt most at home. I love the business world, and I, I still do. But I knew that God wanted me to pastor. I remember when said that I would accept the pastor. I, I went to Mr. Jones and told him that I was going to leave the company, and he asked me over to his home, and he said, I want you to tell me, how do you know that this is what you're supposed to do? And I thought a bit, and I said, Ken, I, I can't tell you how I know, I just know. Hmm. And uh, that's a friend, and he gave me his blessing. And I'll tell you an interesting side note that most people don't know. Because we had so few people, we had we had troubles, financial troubles, struggles to start with. We had 51 students in the school, and the average account was two months in, the, in arrears. Mm. And uh, the first six weeks that I, that I pastored, I couldn't get paid. I had a wife and two small children. And to show you how God works, after that meeting uh, with Ken Jones, he paid my salary Mm. for six weeks after I left the company. And uh, he was was that kind of friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, he didn't know, he didn't know that the church couldn't pay me, but uh, he filled a gap 
not even knowing that he was filling a gap and allowed us to, you know, eat and pay our bills. And uh, I just look back on that and think only God could orchestrate something like that. Right. Six weeks, no pay. Six weeks, somebody steps up and pays us. So it's a little... that was a tremendous blessing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a little piece of the history of what God has done at Harvest over the years. We have the opportunity now, after 45 years, of seeing you know the fruitfulness of, of the ministry and of God's blessing. And we look back on these days. I mean, really, 45 years kind of all runs together, but God provided day by day and week by week and in little ways and in significant ways. It, it really is a just an amazing story, an amazing testimony. And so clear, Pastor Lewis, about how God had prepared you for exactly what he wanted to do in in those early years in particular of building the church in, in every way. In fact, I was just walking across campus and up to the radio station uh, here just a few minutes ago and just walking across this beautiful campus. And we've got people out bush cutting and the sun's shining. It's it's beautiful out this morning, but it, the campus didn't look like that the first time you set eyes on this property, right? No. As a matter of fact, I used to tease that we had the ugliest church building in the world. <laughs> we had an, the original building was an old printing building. Uh, I don't even know who the owner was, but they lost the business, lost the building, and uh, we rented it month by month from the bank. And I, I remember thinking, you know, one month, as a matter of fact, the agreement we had with the bank is if they got a buyer, we had 30 days to vacate. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's what we came into, and it concerned me a great deal. And when we finally got uh, where we felt like we could do something, I went to the bank, and a man that was a vice president of the bank said, let me, let me negotiate it for you. He said, I think I can do better than you. And he was right. Hmm. So we were able to get the old building. And it was just under $100,000. And uh, I remember sitting there talking to the banker, and he said, uh, how many years do you want this for? And I said, well, five years. I said, but uh, we plan on paying it off in a year. And he started laughing. Hmm. And uh, he said, you're not going to pay this off in a year. Ten months later, we went in, and I made sure I saw the same person. <laughs> and I said, ten months ago, I said, look, you were going to pay this off in a year. It's been ten months. And he shook hands, and he was a nice guy. He was trying to, he was actually trying to help me, but sure. I wanted to show him that, you know, we would do what we said we would do by the grace of God. It was, it, it helped us when we needed to build other buildings and all to be able to have a testimony of, you know, paying our bills and doing what we said we would do. Yeah, it really did provide a foundation. You know, when I had the opportunity to come here a few years ago and along with Pastor Heron, Pastor Heron introduced me to some business leaders, and then I've had a chance to meet many, many others, bankers and people who have helped out the ministry over the years. It is one of the outstanding testimonies that we praise God for is the testimony of dependability. Our business community does have a trust in the ministry, and that was founded way back then as the church you know, met its responsibilities. It's a great testimony. To God be the glory, because uh, John Lewis couldn't orchestrate that, or Pastor Gary couldn't orchestrate right. those things. God's hand was in it, and is in it. Right. Yeah, and that leads me to a question I wanted to ask you anyway. 
What about you know maybe some of your best memories? Anything that stands out as sort of highlights of what God did you know during those early years or or towards those? I think you were here for about nineteen years. You pastored here for nineteen years. Yes, yes. Well, I, let me tell you uh, in a roundabout way one of the great blessings. Years ago, I was invited up to near the Upper Peninsula of Michigan to preach at a conference for pastors of small churches. And I was the second speaker, and the man got up and preached. And after the service, I I walked up to him shortly after. And, you know, as you normally do, I told him I appreciated his message. And he said, you know, you look familiar, and we are trying to figure out where we knew each other from. And uh, we couldn't. So I got up to preach uh, later on, just before the lunch, the message just before the lunch hour. And uh, I used an illustration of my time on Guam. And when the service was over, I went into the dining room, uh, the cafeteria there, and sat down. And I felt two hands on my shoulders. And the man said, now I know where I met you. He said, I was sent to Guam, T-E-Y, in the Air Force, for six weeks. I came to Harvest Baptist Church, and you preached. Mm. He said, and God spoke to my heart, and I surrendered to preach at a service on Harvest, at Harvest Baptist Church. Wow. He said, I've been pastoring a little church up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan for the last 20 years. <laughs> That's one story. Yeah. But it's repeated so many times. I don't know that there's one great big thing, but as I travel and, and get around in the mainland, Harvest has, has long roots. It really does. Mm-hmm. It's touched a lot of lives and continues to do so. And that's one of the great joys of, of having pastored a church like Harvest. We saw a lot of people saved over the years uh, that we were there, and I'm sure it's the same now. Mm-hmm. And many of those people went, went on and are serving faithfully in churches all across the land, and some on mission fields. And so I guess I guess one of the greatest joys comes from knowing the lasting fruit that God brought forth out of out of harvest during those 19 years and. During the 45 years, because mm-hmm. I rejoice in every soul that got saved under Pastor Herring, right. and everyone that got has gotten saved under your ministry here as well. Pastor Lewis, not every church has a history like this one. You know, at 45 years, we are able to look at the fruitfulness of God's work. Um, and God calls us all to, you know, to different ministries and, and uh, different fruitfulness. But as you look back, not just on your 19 years, but even as you have maybe a better overview of the entire 45 years of the history of Harvest. Why do you think God has blessed the ministry in, I think, an unusual way over these years? Is there anything you could see as sort of some significant points? Well, I I guess the consistency in the pulpit of preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, we can do a lot of things well, but if we don't preach and we don't water down the gospel, uh, God, God is not going to bless it. Uh, I found out early on I wasn't going to be the greatest preacher in the world, but I could preach truth. Mm-hmm. And that has been the history of Harvest Baptist Church. 
they've had good pastors, and uh, those men have been faithful to the book. And I believe God honors that. And there was such a need in that part of the world. Uh, I remember one time when I was, uh, before I became the pastor, when Bruce Ring was the pastor, I went down to the island of Palau. I had, had a man tell me one day that he had started 21 churches on the island of, uh, of Palau. Mm. And I went to Palau to buy fish. And I thought, I'm going to find at least one of those churches. And uh, I walked through, uh, I can't think of is it is, is it Mullen? I can't, uh, I wish I could think of it, but I can't think of the name of the village. Oh, yeah. I never saw the church. And I came back and I talked to uh, Pastor Ring and I said, you know, I really wish there was something that we could do uh, in Palau. And at the time, we weren't in a position to do it. But uh, that uh, really gave birth to the burden to start the Bible Institute, which is now a Bible college. Mm -hmm. That was before I became the pastor of the church. But I knew we needed to train young men and women out in the islands uh, if we were going to reach the islands. And uh, I hadn't been pastor very long until that uh, burden that God laid on my heart. We we began to move in that direction and started the Bible Institute. Yeah, and now we're able to see, you know, across these islands, uh, hundreds of graduates um dispersed yeah. in effective ministries and many churches that have grown up it it's a uh, it's such an encouraging thing i i know that has to be such a blessing to see the way that god's continued to allow that to be fruitful i'm thankful for you know your testimony of of uh, just teaching and and preaching the scriptures and i would affirm that with you the foundation of the ministry i'm humbled for sure to be following after i think some heroes of the faith uh, yourself and Pastor Heron are just, you know, God's used so dramatically, and I, I feel maybe at some as you do, but I know this that we're gonna we're gonna continue to teach the scriptures, and God is gonna allow His Word then to have effect, and I'm thankful Amen. for that legacy. Well, it's something God has honored in, in a great way, and there are more churches, Bible preaching churches in Micronesia today by far than there ever was, and a lot of those churches really have some tie. Either the pastors or leaders were trained at, at Harvest and, and the Bible College and Bible Institute. It's such a blessing to see. Uh, you know, so it's so easy for a church to become just totally inward focused. Right. And uh, I guess Harvest has always been, you know, outwardly focused, uh, getting the gospel out to the whole world. Yeah, that... I believe that's one reason God has been able to bless it as He has. Yeah, the outward focus across the island, and you're right, around this region and around the world. And it's a, it's a marvelous testimony of a mission that uh, I think a number of people—you were talking earlier, I really love that emphasis. You've mentioned some very specific people, uh, both here uh, locally, then some that you've met over the years. So even as we look at the ministry in its, broad, in its broadness and the significant things God has done, it really is— a story of individual lives who have been touched by the gospel and been changed and the effect that then they have on families and others. Um, so thank you for starting that kind of a ministry or, you know, really being used of God in that way. 
it was a great joy. I enjoyed every day. You know, there were some tough days, but I, I can honestly say that we, my wife and I, enjoyed Guam. We have nothing but the fondest memories of our time there and our friends there. And what what makes it so special is that it continues on. It would break. They would break my heart. It would break my wife's heart, and a lot of folks' heart if it didn't continue on doing the things that God has blessed over the years. Pastor Gary, I'm so thankful that God brought you to Guam and the job you're doing there. Just keep it up. Keep on keeping on. Yeah, I'm honored by that. Thank you so much. You and your wife are continue to be loved here at Harvest. In fact, I know that people would, would like to know how you're doing. Maybe as we close out, tell us how you're doing. You know, what's God doing to use you right now at this stage of life and ministry? Well, I took on a new role at, at Bob Jones University almost five years ago now as the chairman of the Board of Trustees, so I spent a lot of time in South Carolina. As a matter of fact, I know that route pretty well, going <laughs> back and forth. Yes. But I think retirement is doing, enjoy to do, uh, doing, and, you know, continuing to serve the Lord. God's given, given me that avenue. We have gone to Alaska and California and here in Michigan and helped churches that were going through crisis, and I love doing that. I don't like for the church to be in crisis, mm-hmm. but I like to be able to go and, and help out, and God has given us that, that kind of ministry, which we have thoroughly enjoyed. We've uh, seen God help these churches, and uh, they're, they're going strong now, and we thank the Lord for that. And should the Lord tarry and give us the help to do it, we want to continue doing that until the Lord takes us home. Well, we're thankful for your ongoing influence here at Harvest, the council, and really the legacy that we have the opportunity. We pray in our burden that we'd be able to continue the heritage that has been laid here for years and years to come. And so as much as we can, we want to stay connected to what God has done in the past as a tribute to God's faithfulness and a reminder of of what he's done and what he wants to continue to do here. So thank you for giving us a little bit of history. I wish we had a lot more time. We'll be anxious to have you back out here, hopefully well, next year. Well, if the Lord works that out, that'd be great. We'd love to come out. Thank you, Pastor Gary, and God bless you. Have a great 25th anniversary, and we look forward to Sunday. Yeah, we'll talk with you on Sunday and get a chance uh, for people to see you and interact a little bit on Sunday. So thank you. Thank you. Lord bless you. Bye-bye. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Just a reminder, you can attend Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We have two services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. You may attend either. The usual COVID-19 protocols will apply. We will also live stream our 9 a.m. service on hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time. Harvest Time.